0: Grace and I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia, paying our respects to elders, past, present, and emerging. Particularly, the traditional owners of this land we now call Sydney, where we are recording today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Thank you, Lily. Blues have got the pipe for you. That'll show you all that I do. You got love luck. and luck. And and love us. Sit back, relax as we pull back the covers. Hello beautiful people, Tia Costello is a singer-songwriter and she's just celebrated the first birthday of her beautiful album Chrysalis. So we are so thrilled to have her on the show talking about relationships, talking about music and everything in between. She joins us today from sunny Briz Vegas, so strap in for just all-round great relationship chats, great music chats and to add some pearls of wisdom to your growing collection. Without further ado, Tia Gostello, thank you so much for coming to Love Clues. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh my gosh, Tia! I'm so glad that you wanted to come on. Me too. I've been seeing
1: all of like your posts about it, and it looks like I haven't listened yet. Sorry, but it, like all oh, like wow. everything, it looks so good.
0: <laughs> Ouch, the truth hurts. <laughs> no, it it's has all right. been. It's been really fun. You know, not that we've ever played shows together, but, you know, usually you, like, run into people at gigs and you get to see everyone just by default just because you happen to be, like, all at the same venue. Yeah. I don't know. I just have missed that during lockdown for some reason. Me too. Yeah. And then doing the podcast, it's like, oh, I feel like I'm running into the people who I would be seeing anyway, like, in the scene. Yeah. Exactly. So good. Tia's going to be so good because she's so in love. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've heard, but we'll get to that. We will, we will. Um, We'll we'll ease into the love story. Let's just talk about love. Yeah, sweet. Let's do it. Why don't we go back to the beginning? Now, I don't know how I know this. I probably read it in an interview or something, but I feel like (laughs) I, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't your parents have you when they were quite young? Yes, they did. Yeah. So maybe we could start there from just when you popped out of the womb and what sort (laughs) of like, what sort of love you grew up in or what your understanding of relationships was from them.
1: Yeah, so I was born in 1999. My parents were both very, very young. I think. Oh my gosh! My wait a second. Same, that's year the same as me. Years, you're the same oh, age. Same age. age. There we, we just lucked into
0: the millennia, oh, didn't we? We did. I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah, I like just scraped it. Like it's yeah. my birthday next week, so like I'm oh, very Libra. close to the thousands.
0: <laughs> Libra energy, me too. Yes. Cutting it fine. God, I imagine was. if we were born in 2000. Imagine. I think about that all the time. It wigs me out, to be honest. Like what the hell? Like people being born in 2003, like going out to
1: clubs. Like, oh, my God. It's, oh,
0: man. it's too oh. much.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> oh, it's bad. Anyway, so 99 baby. 99 baby. Um, My parents, I think
1: my mum was... 18 when she fell pregnant with me so like my parents were pretty young
0: wow yeah To because to me when someone says oh my parents are young I think oh they must have been like 23 or something you yeah. know like that yeah, that me too. Is yeah. yeah me too. younger than I thought yeah so mum was
1: I think 18 and dad was 20 or 21 um so like both really young and they were both living up like right at the top of Queensland and so it was like very remote very rural and yeah, right. yeah, like all my family, was, like my dad's family was up there. My mom's family is from the Snowy Mountains. So like she was literally just like driving up the coast on like a road trip and ended up staying in Karumba, which is where my parents met. And mom and dad met, fell in love and then fell pregnant with me. And I guess they, they didn't have a lot of opportunities when they were growing up. So I, my brother and I have grown up in a very loving household and my parents have done literally everything under the sun to make sure that we get all of the opportunities that we can get in the world. Like we lived on Groot Island in the Northern Territory until we were maybe eight And then my parents moved my brother and I down to Mackay because they didn't want us to go to boarding school and they wanted to give us all of these opportunities that we definitely couldn't have gotten living up in this remote island in the Northern Territory. So, yeah.
0: Oh, wow. So you actively moved off Groot Island when you sort of became old enough to like your parents had to make life decisions about what the next phase was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And also my parents also both went to boarding school, so they kind of knew what
1: mischief you could get up to and they I don't think they really wanted my brother or I doing that Um which is fair enough but yeah like they literally moved us down and then as soon as we moved to Makaya they started taking me to get guitar and singing lessons because I couldn't really do that on Groot Island and then we started doing like country music festivals and that's how I started getting into music.
0: Oh my god it sounds like it was such a loving upbringing and that they made the conscious effort to open up as many doors for you as they could. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, the whole boarding school thing as well, like, that would be so hard for a parent to send their child away to school and to, like, miss out in a
1: way. For sure. Like, I'm, yeah, very, very grateful and very lucky that I have the parents that I have and I know that a lot of people aren't in, like, a family like that and don't have that kind of family situation. So I'm constantly reminding myself that I'm so lucky
0: and it's very... I'm just very lucky to have parents that I do. Oh, big time. Lily and I talk yeah. about that all the time. We both feel like the older we get, the more that you realise having a tight family unit like that is normally like less common yeah actually and you know what's even more uncommon this is a perfect segue is the fact that your mum is your manager right yes even within the family (laughs) dynamic of you all being close and obviously having a great relationship you obviously get to work with her like day to day and she's really involved in your career as I think you've described it before like she's not like a stage mum like she's legit (laughs) like boss lady like your manager all over it yeah because people ask grace and me all the time if our dynamic ever gets tested because like we're sisters and we work so closely together and people like oh what's it like working with your family you know and for us it works well like do you ever feel like it's it's a weird dynamic between you and your mum or are you just so used to it now and love it Uh, I don't think it's weird I think like you're not weird in a not weird in like a bad way but I just mean no no like it's
1: for some people, it doesn't work. Yeah. Like I think, I think it's like a very rare occasion that you can work with your family and it be a really great thing. Like, don't get me wrong, I still have moments with my mom where it's like I find it hard to separate business and her being my mum, It's a lot easier for me to like, I guess, ignore her messages and stuff living down in Brisbane. But when I'm at home, like visiting <laughs> her, it's more like she's like nagging me to do stuff because I do forget that like. She is my manager and she's this is her job and I need to be doing the things that like she's telling me to do or sending me but it's also probably the best thing ever because my parents are both my best critics if that makes sense like they're the first mm-hmm. people to mm-hmm. tell me if I sound like shit or if like the song I've written isn't as good as it could be like my dad's the first person that I'll send a song that I've written and he'll call me within like 10 minutes and be like mate these are all the things that I think could be improved and all of this stuff. So I think it's really good when I come off stage and if my parents are in the audience, they're the first people I go to to ask how I went because they'll be be so upfront. Same with us.
0: Same with us, except our mum will be like, Oh yeah, like I'm not, yeah. Sure, not sure about the vibe of of this one, girls. We'll say thank you so much, Chris. Yeah, Jenner. literally, I cruising.
1: call my mum Chris as well. <laughs> like, like that, that is literally what mums like.
0: Yeah, but it's awesome. I think having the like family and a professional relationship can go wrong for so yeah. many reasons, and I think part of it is because the dynamic is so hard to shake. Like the other day, we went kayaking, and there was like, guys, I think we've gotten way better <laughs> at like having a relationship yeah. together because it just takes a lot of effort to shift out of the like older sister, younger sister yeah. dynamic or the mum and the daughter. So that's amazing that you can
1: find yeah. it works so and well for you. And I think it's having that balance of like respect and like knowing that when you are working together, like you're not mum and daughter or sister and sister, you know what I mean? Like you're both mm. equals in this working yeah. environment and you have to understand the boundaries that are put in place to make sure that it works well. In that context. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah so okay we've got your family history let's pivot now to the part that I love the most, which is <laughs> dating history. So can you give us a little overview of what your dating journey has been like so far? Have you had lots of boyfriends, any girlfriends, you know, long term relationships, little flings? What's what's the go? What's your track record? Yeah, so I guess what's the go? <laughs> what's
1: the go? <laughs> my first real boyfriend was probably when I was in grade nine to grade ten and was probably like one of my first heartbreaks. Um, I was going to
0: say, even then, like, was it real? Were you like, oh, this is, this is real. This is a big feeling.
1: Yeah. And I think it was also because we played music together as well. Oh, really? Yes. So that one really stung for a little bit, but I think it was also just like peak of like
0: hormones. Senses are heightened.
1: 15, 16. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I guess like playing music together also heightened that as well, because that's a very personal thing. So that happened and then I was seeing this guy for a bit. He turned out to be a dickhead. Um, Damn it. And then I met Jack. So, and that Jack's my current boyfriend.
0: Who you're still with, yes. Did any of the previous two boys make it into any songs? Yeah, both of them. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. honestly, that's I've never dated yeah. anyone, but if I did, I I'm sorry to say, but I think I'd just use them for songwriting fodder basically. Yeah, well, I, my, you know. my
1: first boyfriend, I wrote a song about him and I never released that, but the guy that was not so good for me, I've written so many about yeah. him and, like, they've been on both of my albums and I still find ways to, like, talk about that and I think I always Do will. you think he would know? He, he, know, he knows, yeah.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. 100%. Wow. Really?
0: She sent him the iPhone demo as soon as it was written? <laughs> Take in that. fact, she burned it onto a CD and slipped it into his mailbox. I did. Yeah. No, I would have been way too scared to do that. But. So how old were you in the relationship that turned out to be not such a happy ending? Um, I
1: think I was in grade, like end of grade 11, start of grade 12. So like 16, 17. Mm. Yeah. So like after that, that's when I met Jack or well, not met Jack, but like that's when we started dating.
0: Yeah, right. And in the moment, could you feel that like there were things that were making you uncomfortable or whatever, or was it only as you've gotten older and you've looked back on it and you've kind of gotten clarity on it? No, I knew he wasn't good
1: for me when
0: I was there, but I think it was just one of those things where it's like you
1: kind of just want, he was like a popular boy, you know what I mean? And I was just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I I knew that we weren't right for each other, Um, but it's just kind of one of those things where you just kind of get stuck
0: in it and yeah totally but now you're with beautiful Jack I am so what's the story there can you give us a little snapshot of your meet cute story and how things are going
1: yes uh so Jack and I started dating at the end of grade 12 so we've been together for five and a half
0: years oh my gosh! yes that's such a long time it
1: is it's a long time but we were like best friends before like for like a year and a bit before we started dating
0: There Um. it is. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just, we say this every time. Everybody is always friends with their partner first. It's such a theme in so many of these that we've done. Continue. But the poor thing, like he's so persistent, like not persistent, patient.
1: Like I kind of like left him hanging there for a little while. Like, I didn't treat him too well to start with, Um, but I'm very glad he persisted. I don't know, like, we did, like, debutante ball together in grade 12 and then, like, we started dating just before both of our formals. Like, we didn't go to the same school, so, like, we'd go to, like, each other's formal photos and everything. Right. So, yeah, like, all of that happened in grade 12 and it was, yeah, just, like, super nice and I think it was really nice that we were really good friends beforehand because I think that's why Mm. we're – super strong now and still are, you know what I mean?
0: Were you always the type of person, did you feel in your heart that you wanted to end up with someone for a long time pretty soon once you became an adult? Because I have friends and I'm like 25 now. I've left school almost like 10 years ago and I have friends who are dating their high school sweethearts from year 11 and 12 and I feel like they never expected it to be go on for this long not because it was a bad relationship just because sometimes people don't expect you know young love to last that long 100%. but did you just feel like it was destined to last um
1: as soon as we started dating i kind of like i couldn't imagine being with anyone else like i never thought that like i'd meet oh, someone that so early sweet. i feel like a bit cringe saying that like out loud no, but it's like not at it's all. so beautiful i love it i love it i feel like Every year that goes by, we're like
0: stronger than the year before, if that makes sense. And like, well, especially because at that formative time, like you must have done so much growing up together, even just like you growing into your career. And he's been obviously, I don't know what he does, but doing his own thing. But then, yeah. you know, being able to grow up into adulthood side by side, like that's so yeah. amazing. And I think it's,
1: Well, like we're in a long-distance relationship. Like he still lives in Mackay, Um, so we've been. Oh,
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yes, so I moved to Brisbane in 2018. The plot
0: thickens. Oh. Mm.
1: Yeah, so we've been like apart for about four years. So I think like when we did have that year off after school, and I was still living in Mackay, we did like go out together and do all those things, like for the first time together, and experience that part of life
0: together. Just the adventures and doing stuff together, being adults basically. Yeah. And then I moved to Brisbane
1: and then that started like a whole new like it was really I wasn't sure how it was gonna like work I wasn't sure if it was gonna work but it has but I also think that right now I'm like so happy in our relationship but I also think it's because we're both living these independent lives and like doing these things by ourselves and also like able to come together and have this really strong relationship like I'm really glad that we're able to experience these things by ourselves in our early 20s and not like Mm. get older and then regret not
0: doing that stuff oh true so Mm. it's like you don't have this burnout in the relationship because you've had time apart where you just get to grow into your own people yeah oh my gosh that's such a good point I've never even thought about that before and we're like we're so
1: strong together if that makes sense we have such a good friendship and when we hang out together it's so much fun and everything we do we plan together but like living apart is also really great like he has his life in Mackay like he goes to work and like I do my thing down here in Brisbane but like it's so nice when he comes down and intertwines within my music world and we get to do those those things together as well.
0: If you built such a solid foundation in the early stages then you're set. Long distance is just so like it seems like such a scary idea and then you forget that it can work so well.
1: Yeah like don't get me wrong like it it was really hard at first and we we are in a very fortunate position even now. Like it's only an hour flight to like go see each other or go see my family. I don't have a job. So like I don't have like a casual job that I have to go to or anything. Like I'm kind of just, I can float between Mackay and Brisbane. So like we have a lot of time that we can see each other and we have the ability to be able to just see each other. Whereas I know a lot of people can't do that. And when mm. we first started doing long distance, like and I was like really busy. I was touring. I went to Europe. We like went maybe like two, three months without seeing each other. And that for me was really hard. And also like I lived by myself in Brisbane. And when I would be like at home alone on the weekends and laying in my bed and seeing all of my friends and like Jack going out in the car, I'd be like, what the hell? Why did I, why did I do this? And that's when like, I wasn't sure of like, long distance was the best thing to be doing so I think it just depends on your situation not everyone is the same not every relationship is the same you just kind of have to have trust and kind of just have to make it work no matter what
0: yeah trust is such a big one and I can't even obviously like I'm single right now so I cannot even imagine having that strong foundation with someone it's pretty amazing and so what are you now 22 are you 22 grace Mm -hmm. yeah same age Do you feel like the stakes are getting higher as you guys get older? Because I feel like it just makes me think of you saying that your parents like met and had you quite young and when i surpassed the mm. age of like how old my parents were when they met i started to think like oh my gosh hang on a second times yeah <laughs> times like i'm just out here i'm this adult floating alone in the world you know when my friends were my age they had like fully fallen in love and we're going to be together forever and i just feel like as we're all getting older and growing out of that like teenagehood and into like our you know Oh, you guys are still like in your early 20s. I won't drag you down to the late (laughs) 20s with me. I don't know. You just, it gets a little more serious, even just internally.
1: I, this is like a very good point to bring up because it's something that like I am only 22, but I don't know if it's a small town thing or not. But when I go home to Mackay, sometimes I can get stuck in this, like, like not a rut, but just like in this headspace where it's like people my age are buying houses Mm-hmm. and people like jack a house
0: oh girl we are Tia. right there with you yeah
1: like jack a house last year and whenever i go home i'm like oh all these people my age are like buying houses or moving in with their partner or that
0: is insane lots of the people we went to school with or i were in my year like they're onto their second baby you know mm-hmm. it's like oh wow yeah
1: literally and so like sometimes when i go home i'm like holy shit like should me and Jack move in together? Should I move back to Macai? Like, mm. what should I do? And then I have like this moment where I'm like, that's what some people want to do with their life. Like so like like literally some people like just wanna have like the baby, the family, the house. And that's amazing. Like that's awesome if that's what you want to do. And sometimes when I go home, I get, like, stuck in this thing where I'm, like, maybe I should be, like, moving back and buying a house or whatever. And then I come back to Brisbane and there's literally people in the music industry that are in their 30s that
0: are single, have never owned a house and yeah. all of this stuff. I think that's the path that I'm rocketing down. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah, Lil, I out. think the the former option has sailed by. <laughs> they having two kids when I'm 23. Oh, God. <laughs> You're right though it is it is very contextual cuz you know yeah you you're, I don't know how it works but your mindset totally transports to wherever your physical body is yes yeah. It yeah. does. It's so strange. I think it's such a comparing yourself to others trap, isn't it? It's yeah. like, you just want to fit in. What's everybody else doing? What's everybody else's life path? Yeah. And I think it's sometimes you just need to remind yourself. You're like, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm not about to have a baby. Yeah. Like that's just not going to happen. Literally. <laughs> and do you find, like Lily always asks me this, do you think about the future with Brandon? Like, do you Oh, yeah. You always say, Lily, you always say, guys. how do you not just wake up every day and just wonder, oh, God, we're either (laughs) going to get married or break up. (laughs) And I personally don't. Like, I don't even, I just take it as it comes. Yeah. Because five years is a lot more than a year and a half or however long I've been with Brandon.
1: Yeah, I don't really think about it. And I think it's just because I can't see my life without Jack in it if that makes sense. Like to me, like when I envision anything I do in the future, it's kind of, he's always in it. And that's such a beautiful way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not waking up and being like, okay, we're going to get married in five years or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I, I used to be like that, which is really weird. Like I, when I was younger, I'm like, one day we're going to do this and this and this, but now it's just <laughs> kind of like, we, we're going to move in together one day. It's going to happen. we We'll probably get married one day. And if my dad's listening, it's probably when I'm gonna be 30. Yeah. Because he freaks out. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Um, I don't know. For me, it's just kind of like a given that everything I'm gonna do, like big things in life, I'll gonna be with him. I hope. I hope. I hope he feels the same if he's listening to this yeah, too. Jack,
0: <laughs> ding ding ding. This is your hint. I have to cycle back to the shout out to Dad, Dada Gostello. Okay, so that's so interesting to me that him and your mom got together quite young. Has he said to you, oh, you know, you shouldn't like settle down till you're older? Like, does he want you to go down a different path than they did? Like, he's never said that to me. Like, my parents would be so supportive of anything that I wanted to do, but
1: I think they've always just kind of ingrained into me to go and experience the world before you go and do those things. If like, I'm sure if I really wanted to get married, like my parents would be supportive, but like, they just want me to go and experience the world because again, they never really got to do that. Like they've never really gone to, gone on a holiday. I don't know the last time they went on a holiday together, you know what I mean? So like, I think they just want me to go and do everything that I can Experience the world if I can. Oh,
0: to go and live, go and That's live. So, awesome. That's so beautiful. <laughs> what you were describing before about like thinking about the future with Jack. That's such an interesting way of putting it that I'd never thought about before. It's just like imagining your normal future by yourself. You know, you think about, oh, I'll probably go here one day. I'll probably do this, mm. except that there's somebody else in the picture. Yeah. That's yeah. so true. Lily, there's your answer. That's your answer. That's on, you honestly just answered a question that I've asked Grace pretty much every day for the past <laughs> year. Literally. I get it now. It's like anything that I do,
1: it's like if our friends are like planning on going away somewhere or Jack gets invited to something, it's just kind of a given that we're going together and we're doing it together. Just having a little sidekick.
0: Yeah, literally.
1: Just like a a little bestie following following me
0: around. (laughs) Yeah, it's so awesome that you guys have that. Has Jack made it into your music in a positive way? Obviously, you've got breakup songs about the other dude, but... Does he influence just, like, the way you think about the world in terms of your creativity and everything?
1: I've written songs about him.
0: Like, I wrote Strangers about him. I don't know. Like, I find it really hard to write, like,
1: really, like, happy songs. Like, he's not a person that likes the camera or anything like that whatsoever. But, like, one thing that he did was, like, he was in my music video for Always, and like to me that was like, oh my god! Like I never thought this would ever happen in a million years. Like
0: Aww. it was so
1: like crazy to think like he would do that. And I think it's just like something really nice to have of like the both of us. And I think it was a really nice way of like having him involved in my the creative side of my life in some way. It's beautiful. Yeah.
0: I was just thinking about how because I saw that you were born in '99, and I was <laughs> like. Me too, sister. <laughs> and then I was thinking about how the past few years of my life in relationships and otherwise have come with massive learning curves. Like I just feel like I've changed so much. I've grown so much. I've learned so much. And I'm always thinking about what I would tell myself even like a year ago, yeah. you know, and it just like blows my mind how far you can come and how at the present moment in time, you always think I've got it all figured out. Yeah. Like, okay, this is it. I've hit my, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've hit my stride. I know what I'm doing. Is there anything that springs to mind for you about what you would tell your younger self about relationships, about love, about friendships, about anything? About self-love? Yeah, I think I would
1: say don't stress so much about the future because I would do that a lot. And also, like, just don't let shitty people into your lives. Like, trust your gut feeling.
0: Yeah, That's, yeah. It. That's
1: in, like, even, like, friendships for me. Like, I struggled so much in school with, like, having good girlfriends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just trusting your gut and... I stressed so much about the future when I was younger. Like, it was just not even funny.
0: Wow. Was it overshadowed by, like, thoughts on your career or just the future, just life in general? I think it was
1: more so not really about my career, more so just about life and, like, relationships. A lot with, like, like with Jack, like, I was always stressing, like, is he, like, ever going to move to Brisbane? And, like, that would, like, consume me sometimes because it's, like, I don't like I would always put like a time limit on like how long it would take for us to move in together which is like really stupid but I think it was like a young naive kind of like freshly in love kind of vibe and now that I'm a bit older it's just kind of like just gonna happen one day like there's no point in like putting all of this stress onto like things happening and putting time frames no matter what it is because things will just happen the way they're meant to no matter what and there's nothing you can really do about it
0: yeah that's such a good one like fixating on things that are out of your control yeah and just like learning to let everything take its course it takes yeah so much pressure off you and you're like god the amount of time I've wasted, Yeah, the literally energy I've wasted on something that I literally have no power over. Yeah, 100%. I feel like you have a really nice role with the punches energy that I'm uh, trying to absorb. I'm trying
1: to. I have been like struggling a bit lately with, I don't know, I feel like all musicians I guess kind of go through it, but like, you know, like the whole album cycle and like mm-hmm. when you're out of the album mm-hmm. cycle and you're in the writing part of it, And you're on social media and see like everyone else like kicking goals and like doing amazing. I feel like it can sometimes really consume you. And at the moment I feel like it is a bit and it's making me a bit like itching to like want to release things. So like sitting there and watching all these people doing like all of these amazing things.
0: That's why I was surprised. I mean, it's amazing to hear you say that you've been writing a lot, but that even, I'm not surprised, but I found it so hard to write over the last year or something because I'm just like, what even is life anymore? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. There is something about feeling like you have to force yourself to be creative Mm -hmm. and I don't know whether that's helpful or not sometimes.
1: Look, when COVID first hit, I moved back to Mackay and I literally didn't pick up my guitar for a year. Like, I I, I did not, like, and it was shit because I was also, like, social media once again. All of these people, like, were popping up on my newsfeed and they're, like, just, like, wrote three songs in a week and, like, like, which is amazing for them, but, like, it also made me feel like I was a piece of shit because I wasn't sitting there writing three songs a week.
0: You're like, I got nothing. No,
1: and I literally didn't write for a year. And it was the best thing that I ever did because it's made me so much more passionate about music. Like I needed that break.
0: Oh my gosh, that's especially, I guess, because, you know, you started so young and I guess you haven't, apart from last year, it makes me think that you haven't really stopped since you were like a teenager, right?
1: Yeah. And I think like when when you're in it, like and especially doing something like being a musician and a songwriter, you never really feel like you get a break, but it's also hard to recognise that you haven't had a break. Totally. Like that's how I feel and like not having like a job that I go to every day, it's kind of hard for me to like switch off because it's like a constant thing. And I didn't know that I needed that break, but once I had it, I just felt so much passion for music again. And like, I've been writing so much more music and like actually sitting down and teaching myself how to use like logic and do all that stuff and like actually be interested in learning about it instead of just sitting there and like hoping that the other co-writers in the room are like probably going to pick up my slack because like I'm just like not
0: vibing it at all and I'm not feeling motivated totally wow and that's so true that feeling of not being able to take a break I don't know what it comes from for you but for us I definitely think it's from a sense of feeling like you're not going to be relevant if you take six months off and don't put out any music which we historically have done and I'm like (laughs) time and time again you know it feels like you're it feels like you're falling off the bandwagon but yeah it's that's so interesting that it sort of reinvigorated you that's awesome yeah
1: and I, I feel that way too Like it's. It's so weird that I'm not 22 yet, like I'm 22 in a week, but like I've had like moments lately where I'm like, am I becoming like the old person in like the Brisbane music scene? Oh my God. Like, am I, have I become irrelevant now? And I'm like, am I, What what is my purpose? You know what I mean? Like, what am I trying to do here? Am I like still relevant? And like, are people still going to want to come and see me play? And, And I think it kind of links back to social media as well. And like. I'm not a very big social media person. I I don't really love sharing a lot of my life. And I feel like maybe that impacts it as well because like all of these people that are doing really well and really great on social media. There's like all of these things that like stem off of that idea. I could talk about it
0: forever. It's such a comparison game. It really is such a comparison game and it does nothing except make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. And it's not like you can take like a break
1: off it because you need to be using social
0: media to promote. Exactly. It's not a luxury anymore. No, no. it's strange even hearing you say that. I know you, but I don't deeply know you. Mm. And I mainly know you from your socials. And I was even looking today when I was stalking through your Instagram, just looking for little things to talk about. I was like, (laughs) oh, my God. I I genuinely thought to myself, oh, my God, Tia's grid is so good. Like, oh, I just really noticed, like, the way all your colour pops out and how, like, all your styling is really thought out and everything. So it's like... But it's funny from the outside looking in, I might think like, oh my God, Tia slays on Instagram like, wow. But then you're sitting there feeling like, you know, you don't even like sharing that much. I I hate even looking at my Instagram. Like
1: it literally gives me so much anxiety and like I hate putting myself out there on like stories and stuff. Like doing live videos actually me so much anxiety
0: oh we're kind of this we don't have tiktok or anything and I, I don't like even know how to use TikTok. Yes, I feel like I'm just falling behind Lily's always getting me in trouble <laughs> she's like Grace why don't you have tiktok on your phone I'm like I don't get it Nah. I don't get it at all, but it does fit into that sense of, am I gonna be as relevant as I was when I was a fresh faced eighteen year old fresh on the scene mm-hmm. and obviously yeah. there's so you know even in the last couple of weeks there's been conversations about this with the whole triple j thing and yeah. like what's the Australian you know mainstream music yeah. market is it for can is it for teenagers who make music? Are women who are twenty seven still relevant like we yeah. don't know. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a bit of a weird world at the moment, especially with TikTok. It just, TikTok's like a whole other thing that I just don't even understand.
0: Me too. I've got nothing else to say about it. Yeah, TikTok, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. you, I'm sorry. I don't get you, man. I like
1: try, I try, I've tried to make a video on it before and I literally look like a 50 year old woman, like <laughs> yeah. holding it like this. Like not knowing what I'm doing with the index
0: finger, the index finger. Maybe one of those like wallet cases that like flips over (laughs) with cards in the front. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. It is funny though because it's like sometimes I wish I could just wake up, write some songs, play some music, and then that's that's all I do. And it's really not that simple, is it? No, it's like you don't. It's like a twenty-four hour, seven day a week. Hustle, 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 Short hustle. Process, yeah. yeah. Social media. And it's great, yeah. but it's like no wonder you feel amazing after taking a year off it. Yeah, literally. Like I,
1: it was so rejuvenating. And yeah, I'm really glad I did it.
0: But I guess all this gravitates back to love because you must have such a sense of love for music to like we all do like that's why we do it and also yes it's your job it's literally your job (laughs) yeah but like even what we're talking about the writing about breakups when you're 18 or whatever it is the catharsis the love the connection through the people it shows like whatever it is I definitely feel like for me there's an underlying sense of like love that I get from making music and being part of the scene yeah no it is and I
1: think it's even now, like I've been like really struggling with lyrics and I think it's because my life has been pretty good at the moment and I'm struggling to find any like negative
0: things to write about, which I usually do. Oh, that's such a good position to be in. No isn't need it? for <laughs> catharsis <laughs> when yeah. your life is just like smooth sailing. <laughs> yeah. Should we start some drama? Maybe just talk some smack about Jack right now and then just start Oh with- no. <laughs> <talking at> <laughs> good idea. Let's stir the pot. Should we start a fake fight and then you can write about that? I've honestly thought about it because so it's just like, I need something to write about, but That's what I mean. don't want to do that. <laughs> Self-sabotage for the sake of the art. Again, everything in life now, it comes back to content. It, it does. Content, it does. Art, art, but art. yeah,
1: like it's literally, like I've been trying to find like other forms of, I guess, inspiration. Like I've been reading a lot more. I've been mm. like actually going out and experiencing things, hanging out with friends. And I think that also comes back into like the love of music and like, like music is making me experience these things, like these books and mum's literally like sat there and told me she's like need you go out and actually experience the world to have something to write about
0: because like sitting in your room all day and you were like do I or can I just keep reading the secret <laughs> garden just, and live vicariously yeah. through <laughs> these can stories I just stay here and
1: watch squid game
0: yeah <laughs> uh, yes oh god <laughs> <laughs> that it was the most beautiful point to end on that music makes you sort of live your life to the fullest uh, well it, it has been yeah. Vibes, yeah it, it does, does. <laughs> it does (laughs) do you have anything you want to get off your chest that the world needs to know anything
1: i want to get off my
0: chest because now's your chance maybe
1: just like like social media is really annoying me lately
0: and especially like okay yeah let's go
1: being a musician in australia especially at the moment it's okay to be angry about everything and like not feel motivated to write if you don't feel motivated to post anything if you don't feel motivated to like do anything with your music moment. That's fine. It's fine
0: because it's always going to be there. So true. That's what I really realize. I'm going to be writing songs for the rest of my life. Yeah. Whether or yeah. not they're played to the world. That's always that feelings always going to be in my heart. So yeah, when I stress out about yeah. it too much, I think of that exact thing that you just said. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's always going to be there. Sometimes it's okay to channel your energy into other things, mm-hmm. but you always gravitate back to it somehow.
1: Yeah, I think just like take literally these weird years that have happened to us and are still probably going to happen for a bit more time, and just like go and experience what you can, like read books watch movies, listen to podcasts, like educate yourself on things, find different hobbies. Like I really think that's a really great thing to do and I think COVID has literally made me take a step back and look at like the things that I actually really like and things I like outside of music that I can go and do as well because I had a moment where I freaked out and thought that, I'd never do music again because of COVID. So
0: I needed to hear that so badly. Oh well, I'm glad. I really think that I really needed a COVID pep talk. Yeah, I did, and it just struck me when I heard it. Oh, I'm glad. (laughs) Hook me up straight to the vein. Let's go. Wow, Tia therapy session. Tia therapy session. You know why we wanted to have you on? Because I'm everyone I meet. I'm like, oh, Tia's so wise.
1: So beautiful. She's a wise girl.
0: My mum calls me Gran, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's your TikTok brand. You are very wise and you're oh. so lovely. And I'm so glad that you've told us about your love story and all your perspectives on love. Me too. Oh, it's been lovely. I feel actually it must be something. I think it's just your energy. I actually just feel so relaxed and like, oh, I'm ready to just kiss someone. <laughs> it was honestly just like, It was just
1: like talking with friends, to be honest. I forgot that we were recording a podcast.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Tia, you're so gorgeous. You guys are so Hey, thank you so much for coming on today, for real. I could talk about these things for a million years. That was so fun. Of course. Anytime.
1: Anytime.
0: Thanks, Tia. Love you, Tia. Bye. 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 Bye.